Welcome to the Debrief Podcast. This, this or, episode. Or a, a podcast or a, a podcast. <laughs> I was going podcast, but podcast. Podcast. We're saying that because today's episode is on pooing. Poo, poo, poo. 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 Pooing. Just say Se- it. Stools. Turds. Feces. Curling out a long one. <laughs> You're so quick off the mark. Stevie's invented this new game and I'm feeling very stressed out about it because I haven't prepared and she obviously has. I'm sorry, I actually haven't prepared. Basically, she has. She's got, I can see, she's got a, note, a flippy notebook <laughs> that's obviously got, it's obviously full of them and I haven't got any ideas. <laughs> she says she wants to do euphemisms for pooing and then Tom is going to say who the winner is and I'm feeling very stressed out. But it's just, it's so casual, like, during it. Oh, you um, want to just drop them in? Yeah, yeah. Maybe so, I just did one. Oh! <laughs> yes. That was really good. I really like that. Apparently, one in five of us women in the UK, uh, we will be diagnosed with IBS at some point in our life. IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. Even if you don't, but even if you don't have IBS, you still poo. So it's basically this is the most relatable podcast we've ever podcasts, done because everyone does. You even, can't even lie and even, pretend you don't. Even the Queen. The Queen. The Queen has had diarrhea. I don't know if you're even legally allowed to say that on a podcast. <laughs> anyway, it's not treason. Yeah, you're not even allowed the to say it. The Queen can't poo. No, she, at some point in her life, the Queen has had food poisoning. On the other side of the toilet, the Queen has got sick and hasn't been able to poo. So the Queen's been like wandering around the palace being like, oh, Jesus. I, just, I don't think I've ever I been constipated poo. in my life. I'm constantly constipated. Oh. But before we get up in that... You bend. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. What's the most adult thing you've done this week, Tessa? Well, mm. I just burped and Tessa's eating a nut. <laughs> <laughs> Classic pood casting. What have I done that's adult this week? Yes. I packed a very good bag. No, that is very adult. I'm feeling absolutely thrilled about it because I'm such a bad packer. I throw things into like bin bags. Mm. I have done that once. Last minute bin mm. bag. An actual bin bag. Oh, that's, that is, that's, that's actually, low, that's isn't very it? Extreme. <laughs> yeah, that's... I only happened once. Okay. And it was a real emergency. Where were you going? I can't remember, but I do vividly remember the bin bag. But this time I packed well. I folded. I had all the stuff I needed. Oh, that's I felt so a million dollars. I felt like an old woman. I read this brilliant thing from a pilot who says that when you pack, for because obviously the air stewardesses, they are... Oh, so they good at packing. Bomb packing. And she says you want to make a completely separate wash bag. So, okay. so then you aren't like scrabbling through your bathroom cabinets, like finding your toothbrush and stuff is like you have it all and it lives in your travel wash bag oh yeah, nice that's good isn't it that is good so then you don't take toothpaste it's open and then it like everywhere exactly you only have your travel stuff travel, and it's already in there travel to- and it's already ready what have you done sorted out some wires oh good that's good yeah i've got a lot of charges i got a little uh wire organizer i know what's what now when i look down to the side of my bed i know what how I'm many wires out. are there beside your bed i've got a mac charger a phone charger light switch thing that get that looks very like the mac charger because it's like a white wire so i just get very confused with that and then oh and then i've got the charger for my little airpod earphones Ooh, um but, sorry you dropped this <laughs> oh yeah my privileged card um no <laughs> yeah. and also these airbuds that you'll, you'll lose immediately yeah Yeah. we'll lose them lots of wires sort them out you don't realize it's like when your bag is messy when you've packed something every single time you go into that bag you're like oh my bag is so messy whereas now every time i look at it i'm just like great i'm so organized Mm, that's very good clear mind clear heart clear wires now i can poo (laughs) yes please let's get down to pooing pooing. why can't we talk about poo it's so mad isn't it i don't know why everybody does it Every day. Yeah, I know. Several times a day, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but if you... Sometimes not, depending if you're me or Tessa. <laughs> I think we've come down very hard on which side we are. <laughs> I interviewed Dr. Nick Reed, who is a resident medical advisor for the IBS network. 
And I basically, I talked to him essentially about constipation, uh-huh. which he interestingly thinks that around 90% of sufferers are female, which I thought was insane. They, Does he know why? This is the is thing. They don't know why, but they have a theory. And there's all this research now saying, which is um, pointing towards the fact that everyone knows that the bowel or the, let's just say stomach, it's nice, isn't it? The flora and fauna and the kind of weird stuff, the bacteria in the stomach and how it interacts with food is really linked to your brain when you're really in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people shit themselves oh, yes. because get it all out and off we go. Mm. So there has to be a link. And now they're finding out that this link is way stronger than anyone really thought before. So there's still not any conclusions drawn. But he, so he used this example, which I thought was fascinating. Firstly, he said that he thinks women suffer from IBS more than men because when they're younger, little girls learn that it's not cool to talk about pooing and that pooing is gross. Mm-hmm. And little boys are like, talk about it all the time because it makes everyone laugh. So then they're way more comfortable with going to, to the toilet psychologically Amazing. and women are not comfortable. Uh, that is certainly true for me. I was terrified to go to the toilet until I was about 10 <laughs> because for some reason I just thought it was this like awful thing. I, I can't really remember my mindset. It's very difficult getting back in there. A lot of people there. have that. A lot of people have raised that idea of not just a f- yeah like something really deep rooted yeah not just people who won't poo at work people who yeah. like won't poo at school apparently holding it in gives you constipation well that's what the expression you're, you're really anal is which is like the word anally retentive oh. and it's always like oh she's so anal it's because when you were little you fully completely like held in and refused to go to the toilet and so often people who are anal in a more like emotional sense on some reason also have like issues around going to the toilet well, mental the issues the other thing I was going to say which leads on perfectly is that Dr Nick Reed mentioned he had a patient to illustrate this there's a real link between people who feel very very stagnant people who have things that they can't talk about and express yes verbally mm. or to anyone he basically told me about a patient who had not spoken about this deep-rooted problem and he said that the first line of defense for him he doesn't look at a medical reason and this is like the medical advisor of the IBS network he does not look at a medical reason he looks at a psychological reason he, he spoke to her and she started telling him something he didn't tell me because it was confidential obviously she started talking about a really big aspect of her life that she's never spoken about before and literally went to the loo immediately and it oh was oh my fun. god and there was this big relief and she was crying and he was like and obviously this is just one person so you can't be like and that is the cure but it was a really big kind of turning point they're starting to look at and rather than antidepressants they're starting to look at probiotic specific types of probiotics you can eat to alter your gut to help your mental state because not being able to drop the kids off at the pool <laughs> Um, can really affect your or, or doing it all the time um, can really affect your mental state I just find that so interesting that women have it more than men yes, because they just don't talk about it it's obviously a vicious cycle that yeah. the worrying about not being able to poo leads into your general worries of not mm-hmm. being like oh we're a car and if you put if you eat the wrong foods that will obviously affect you and then like everything is just connected you yeah know? you wouldn't put diesel in your petrol engine am I right Ooh. and then you <laughs> expect it to run properly and you don't, we don't make any connection between what goes in our mouths how we then feel what then comes out of our body yeah madness yeah we've lost our minds but if we talk about it more i mean we'll all just have a great time once again here we are leading the rebellion lead <laughs> talk about your poo everybody well also this is a thing i thought about the other day cameron diaz wrote i think about her eight to twelve times a day absolutely just checking yeah. on how she's doing yeah she wrote one of those like mad books like, Cameron Diaz wrote a mad book about pooing. Yeah, about your body. The body book. Feed, move, understand, and love your amazing body. Boring. And then, the, 
<laughs> the full title is The Body Book, The Law of Hunger, The Science of Strength and Other Ways to Love Your Amazing Body. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of nice information in it. It's but mostly I'd... about like pubic hair and... <laughs> But she couldn't put that on the cover. Of the ilk of the time that Gwyneth Paltrow told everyone they had to steam your front bottom. Yes, I remember that. And And those people like burnt (laughs) that. And everyone was like, sorry, do we get just straddle the kettle or what do we do do here? That's um, a lovely idea. But I don't know if you've ever been in the kitchen with a pan of boiling water debating how to do it. But you're like, do I put it on the floor and kneel? Do I I just waft the kettle underneath? I hope it catches. What do you want, Gwyneth? Anyway. Will a hairdryer do? It's so difficult. Anyway, steaming is doesn't achieves nothing. Good. So don't do it. <laughs> was there another point to do with Oh sewing? sorry, yeah, it was. It was that she Cameron Diaz said you should always just look in the toilet after you've been to the toilet. Surely everyone does that anyway, just have an excellent time. I didn't want to come out and say that in case that wasn't a thing but people. You've got to do. Check. And I think actually underneath it all, you are checking to see if you've done a really good one. <laughs> Sometimes you want to call and show people. Yeah, you're like, my God, that is exemplary. Wowie. <laughs> but I was thinking that because it's like gone in the water and it's gone. Yes. There was a time not long ago in the last couple of hundred years where you most people just pooed on the ground. Oh, okay. In a hole? 500, 100, no, even before the holes. Oh, okay. Just on the ground. Yeah, so then like the Romans invented the whole like, poo, you know, everyone sits together and poos over, oh, a, yeah, over yeah. a massive pit. And you have those big sponge, wet sponges that... But however many years ago, when we just put on the ground, then mm. you would have been straight away, had a check and been like, good Lord. Well, also, it's, it's, a, it's a marker of health, isn't it? You should check. You'd be like, oh, what's coming through? Yes, it's the sandwich exactly as I ate yeah. it. <laughs> Maybe like, I should go to the doctor. Oh, nuts again. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, I tell you a, a thing I thought was a business idea? Yes, please. Well, you know those like people who the coffee beans that's already been through a like macaque monkey. A weasel. Monkey. Oh, it's a weasel, is it? I think it's weasel or a cat or something. Weasel poop coffee. Oh, it's a weasel. Yeah. Okay. So the, it goes through the weasel, and obviously it's very expensive. The weasel. And also there are weirdos on the internet. Oh, you just, know, businessmen. Oh, we just sort of who, like, and then give it to you. Who are into stuff, like weird stuff. I was like, because if people will buy, like, ladies' pants. Used pants. Used yeah. pants. Then surely, that I thought to myself, on the there dark is a web. Mar- <laughs> on the dark, somewhere on the dark web, there is someone who will pay me. For, for your own For poo. nuts. No, oh. the nuts. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, somebody <laughs> must want them. <laughs> Do you not think it's a good idea? Somebody must want them. <laughs> I think. Anyway, I had a Google, and my, my first, my initial search was, was not forthcoming. I Googled businessmen nuts someone's pooed out. <laughs> like, nuts in your poo. Does anyone want to buy them? <laughs> and nobody did. I couldn't find my market. <laughs> Wonderful. There's a test you can do to see if your digestive system is good. Oh, yes. And it requires... On the where? I've read it a lot of places, so okay. I think it's one of those, like, things. Mm. I don't know the actual source. Uh, let's say Gandhi. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh dear. So, so basically, to check whether it's passing through your system properly, because mm. if it passes through too quickly, it can be green. Uh-huh. If it passes through too slowly... You can just really feel that. You should eat sweet corn and then time how oh, long yes, it takes to, to present, as it were. Oh, lovely. <laughs> if it's more than like 48 hours. How, how long it, have it a... comes out before you're releasing the otters back into the wild? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Tom's a made a little note on his tally. 
god, I've got to really up my game. Yeah, can yeah. I tell you about another test? Can oh, I please? Can, can yeah. I quiz you on the Bristol stool chart? Oh, I don't know, but absolutely you can quiz me. Do you know how many types of poo there are? Okay, the... I know there's like a chart and there's like yeah. boxes, so I'm gonna say uh, six or nine, seven. <sighs> okay, right. Type one. Okay. Separate hard lumps. Oh, hard to pass. I would describe them as looking like Maltesers or rabbit poo. Or oh, rabbits. <laughs> rabbit or rabbits. <laughs> Each um, one shaped like a tiny rabbit. And it's like, what does that mean? Yeah? Yeah, well, you're guessing what it okay. means. It means you don't have enough fibre in your diet. Yeah, very good. Or and maybe you're not drinking enough water. Or maybe your name is Stevie Martin. <laughs> is it? Is that what you're on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very much at the don't go to the loo very often scale. When I do, it's incredibly unsatisfying. So that's why I'm always, when I'm dropping off an excellent chocolate hostage. <laughs> you drop off the hostage? Because I'm making the drop. Oh, good one. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so if we're having, number one, Maltesers, rabbit dropping pebbles. Fibre. What yes. should we do? So basically, the problem is, fibre is very difficult because if you have too much fibre, then you get constipated. Okay. So you have to like hit a sweet spot. Fibre, things like fruit, vegetables, cereals, let's take sweet corn, that's very high in fibre, or prunes. Oh, great. Basically, okay. they, they won't be, there's, there's different types of fibre and the good type of fibre you want to have is unabsorbable and insoluble carbohydrates. It won't get it digested completely, but it goes to the large intestine mm-hmm. and it feeds the bacteria, but it also, it basically helps form a poo. <laughs> but these feel like the very hard end of the scale, like the h- hard and fast. Yeah, but they're hard and small. There's no bulk. Basically, you're aiming for something that looks like a lovely brown snake. Yes, but it says here, or a sausage. Smooth, or a sausage. Smooth and soft. Smooth and soft. So if it's I don't hard... Think I've, and that's type four, guys. That's what you're all aiming for. I don't think I've, I've ever had type four. I don't think I've ever had type four. But Tom? Just, um, Do you? Oh, Every day, man. type four. He's a man. He's been brought oh. up. But things that are good are things like beans, lentils, whole wheat bread, whole wheat cereal, unless you're gluten intolerant like Tesla, then absolutely do not have that. We have, we have straight the effects to, of that. Straight to type seven, everyone. Miles, miles around. <laughs> Entirely liquid. <laughs> Um, nuts are good. It's not entirely liquid. It's more like a mousse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hear you. Any kind of like raw food that feels rough, it's got like a skin on it, you know, like apples, things like that. They've got good fibre. Porridge oats basically really help you go. Like, and especially in the morning. And you should also, if you're on a type one, you should always have breakfast and you should try and eat small amounts regularly. Having like mm. three big meals is going to absolutely crucify you. You need to oh, eat. really? Yeah. Same actually with the other end of the scale, apparently. Split your breakfast in half, have one when you wake up and another half like a couple of hours later. I mean, no one does this because we've all got lives. But you've but got to because you're aiming for type four. You're always aiming for type four. Also, exercise really helps as well. The answer to all of the things is always... Eat well and exercise. Eat well, exercise, lots of water. It's not just eating well if you've got a pooing problem because there's all things like the FODMAP diet, which is the most complex diet in the world, but it's there to kind of try and help you discover... because. If you've got an intolerance, everyone just goes, oh, uh, gluten, uh, dairy. But actually often it's not. It's weirdly like tomatoes could be one or garlic is a really big one. Onions is a really, really big one. But like you might be really, really sensitive to a very specific food. And those food test places that you pay £200 for, don't pay for anything. Just like try and do the boring thing, like keep a food diary and like try and figure out exactly what it is. So you think don't go to, don't just go to someone. So the IBS specialists that I've spoken to Mm -hmm. have all said on the whole, there's a real kind of confusion about because they don't know what the stomach is yet. Like they, it's, yeah. they're so confused by it. And it's, because it's wrapped up in stress and 
emotion and, your brain, and, and your brain yeah. and stuff. And so actually, a lot of it might not even. A lot of it you could eat. For example, if it was garlic, you could eat garlic if you're feeling real chilled out. But if you eat garlic and you're stressed, it's gonna that that concoction is gonna make you not be able to poo for four days or just to just absolutely push the play-doh through the spaghetti maker. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific. If you had, the, you need to have had the play-doh spaghetti maker as a child. I did have that. And you make little shapes and you can yeah. put like filters in and, you and push like a diamond or it's yeah, like yeah, exactly. a, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a pasta maker. Yeah. Making that poo pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Making that sweet, sweet poo pasta. We've spoken about the one end of the Bristol stool Type chart. one. You've alluded to type seven. <laughs> I certainly have. <laughs> type four, obviously. What is that? Perfect. It's the perfect. It's the perfect. It's the perfect ass banana. <laughs> oh, you're doing so well. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's fine. It's not fine. Don't 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 say it like that, you cheeky jobs. Um, I am prepared, and I did look some up today. Oh, I did warn you that I was going to. So I'm yeah. surprised you didn't. Right, type seven. Yeah, it has this word about ragged edges. I don't know what it's talking about. I do. Oh, do you? <laughs> You're looking at a moose there. Oh, right. <laughs> um, and what should we do about moose? A diarrhea or urgency? So a lot of the advice is the same. There's something that's causing it. Yeah, it'll that be stress. One, if you are coming up with six or seven on a regular it's probably something you are a bit intolerant to yeah or you're just you're eating a bit too much fiber for your body so just rein in the stuff that we just probably eating weird stuff and at irregular times yeah yeah yeah. spicy food that's another big one oh is it causes type six i think but also like if you're having really big meals really late at night Mm. the next day wine that's a really big one yeah that's a good one you'll probably tend towards one or the other Mm. you'll probably tend towards a one or a seven God, imagine just being a type four your whole time. Not even thinking about it, just having a great time every time you get you go to the loo and you're just like, just another great one. I could have put a cool synonym in them, but I didn't. I'm actually so stressed out about not being able to think of any good innuendos. Like. Okay, well, look, let's just, if, if it comes out, it comes out. Well, <laughs> you know? A silky smooth ass snick. <laughs> <laughs> so many points for description. Because, Tessa, you've had a journey. Tessa is gluten intolerant and... We met properly when you were right in the throes of really, really struggling with that. Did you try stuff? Did you try any supplements? Am I right in saying you tried charcoal tablets? Yes, before I actually went and sought some medical help. <laughs> yeah, which you did. There was this great conversation where Tessa was like, oh yeah, you know when you have to take all your clothes off and then tr- try and find a really like cool space to warm your, your fiery head? Like, no, Tessa, go to a doctor. <laughs> that has ever happened to you and you either know this or you don't. So if this, at this point you're thinking, what is that lady talking about? Then zone out for a second. And if you're like, oh my God, yes, then I'm afraid it's the doctors for you. If you ever are suddenly just like at the table or just going about your day and you suddenly get like absolutely crimson hot like really hot like what you sort of imagine a hot flush is like and then you're like right well that's about about 17 seconds <laughs> i need to get myself to the toilet so the eagle is land is landing like it'll be down to the landing zone and then you run to the bathroom and then you just feel so crazy hot that you have to take all your clothes off and then your wrists feel insanely hot and your feet and you sort of like have to put them against something once at work, I had to just like sit. Luckily, there was this private, there was like one of those cubicles that had a sink inside it. And I, I just had to sit those. with my feet and my wrists in the water. Oh. I, was like, I was like, I'm not well. Yeah. Um, but then it, it takes about 15 minutes and then it completely passes. If you've had it a few times, you know that you're just like, this is agony, but you just have to like ride it out. And then when this it does. This too shall pass. <laughs> exactly. Gandalf waits with you until you're done. <laughs> and then you can immediately be like, oh, I'm good now. That was, that was done. It's absolutely bonkers. And if that is happening to you, 
which you sort of can't control. It won't be like, oh, I've had this and now this is going to happen. It will sort of happen so sporadically in a way that you can't control and therefore it's so hard to pinpoint what it is. Like but, a, but, like a, but before <laughs> you um, realised that, I was trying all things. kinds of things. I tried to like, I was so hopeless at it though as well. I was always going to Holland and Barrett and then being like, they were like, I saw you coming. <laughs> Here you go, madam. This nonsense. Here's some yeah. nonsense. Here's some nonsense. Charcoal tablets I tried, which I think a lot of people do swear by. I tried them. They didn't do anything mm. apart from there was just some scary stuff happening when I... Um, when you sl- sl- slid into my own DMs. <laughs> <laughs> what? You only slide into someone's Twitter DMs. Does that is that a sexy it's, thing? It's a, it's, a, it's a phrase of like you go if you're getting on quite well as a friend. Shall we slide into the, into the DMs? Yeah, it's a thing. It's so weird and rude. Yeah, you laughed though, didn't you? So. Yeah. <laughs> Point for you. Was <laughs> Yeah, I, I tried charcoal tablets. I think the, the the difficulty with things like that is you don't feel like they're going to do anything, so you're just like, oh, great, I'll just put this bit of charcoal, and it doesn't really really do anything. I didn't find in any. your mouth. I should clarify. It's actually really bad gas from being in your honest. mouth. Are they going gas in your mouth? In my, gas in my mouth. Yeah, but I was just... <laughs> no, it was not in my mouth, <laughs> you, were saying, you were saying about the charcoal. Oh, I'll just I put it in my mouth. In. Did you put it up your ass? No, of course not. <laughs> I'm just telling... The, you were saying it in quite an, in an ambiguous way. So I was just right. clarifying that you ingest them orally. Yes, I took... You t- yeah, I took them before meals. <laughs> I also tried apple... I recently tried apple cider vinegar. Um, no, it just tastes like piss. Well, basically, you've got those tiny wafting villi in your stomach and that's what all the problems are right. and that's so when you are when you've bloated when you're like a huge Michelin man mm. well like normal everywhere else but like your stomach looks like you're about to give birth yeah you look like a huge round ball <clears throat> what is causing that is your tiny little villi uh, going flat Oh. Yeah. So when they when it wafts things along, they're so useless. Those villi. I mean, they're doing their best, and well done, you guys. But they aren't <laughs> adapted for things that they don't like in there. Okay. So and obviously, there's a lot of food now that, that they, they don't have like. No idea. But, what yeah. It exactly. Is. They're like, what's this? Yeah. They like weasel up and like down, and that that process of them going back into their shell, and then it's like a flat stomach line. That's what causes the gases in there. Oh, that's interesting. It feels hard. Like it's really hard. Yeah, like a drum. Yeah, really, really hard, and you can't suck it in. Because also, if you don't eat all day or you eat very little all day and then you like binge out, yeah. your stomach's also kind of slowly contracted throughout the day because you haven't been giving it food. Yeah. And then you shove it all in and yeah. it completely loses Look its mind. Look after that little guy. Yeah, it's, so, it's, such, it's such a He's cute little guy. He's doing his best. But now, the topic of the podcast is how to poo. Yes. You better think of a good pun for when you come back. Yeah, such a good... <laughs> Oh, wow. Here it comes. Great evolution. What have you got? Go on. What's your big euphemism for poo? Uh, we won't be carrying on until you think of one. Well, if, if it's me, my general one is that I, like, I go and turn one out. <laughs> turn one out? <laughs> boys are the worst. I'm just going to Boys, one boys, out. boys. That's awful. You, say, you would just say that to your friends? Yeah, so, yeah. I'm going to turn one out. Yeah. I'm going to start saying that because I think girls should start doing it. I have a WhatsApp group with my mates. Called Turning turning One Out. One of the main topics of conversation is pooing. Really? To to the point, uh, some of them on the chat will take a picture of, if they're particularly proud of it, they will take a picture and send it to the group. Okay, so we we are reacting awfully, but we've both said privately the amount of times we wanted to be like, I just want to show someone. So, we didn't say that privately. We said that on this podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we recorded it. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't believe that. See, th- no wonder that this thing about 90% of, it's 90% of the patients he sees are women. Yeah, of course, because guys have got WhatsApp I've groups. have got a WhatsApp thread. So this podcast is called How to Poo, and there is 
that big book that came out about how squatting is the way to open your hatch. And apparently it's because of the closure mechanism of, of the gut. It's not designed to do it when like sitting down. The book is called Charming Bowels uh, by... Charming? Charming Bowels by Julia Enders. And it came out in Germany when everyone went mad for it. Your gut is like a kinked hose. And if you squat, it puts less pressure on your your ass, mm. um, which shouldn't be the thing that's pushing anyway. And it said that the people who squat, so people like, I think in India, that's a, like a very mm-hmm. n- a normal thing. They have pretty much no incidents of things like diverticulitis which is uh, a shitting problem and no problems with like piles and very very few we in the west she she says we in the west on the other hand squeeze our gut tissue until it comes out of our bottoms which is disgusting that's what we're doing can you see how good i am doing here you're very good at squatting and that does not surprise me do you squat over the toilet yeah come on no, I've once tried it. Yeah. Very Didn't dangerous. Work. Yes, <laughs> so dangerous. that's what I mean, really precarious. But apparently the way to do it is you have a little stool. <laughs> chair. Um, a chair. Get your knees raised above your, your bottom. And once that happens, then you can poo more easily. And I've de- I, like it does work, but I never do it because it's like it just feels weird and it's not comfortable and, you, and you're just so used to sitting down so it's like so I, I guess everyone reads it and then it's like oh great so, so what if you just lean forward on your toilet you can but that's often not, not quite enough. enough you need your legs up right the other thing that I'd like to discuss is stool colours when to worry oh yes please so we've got green it means that you are the food is moving way too quick through your large intestine busy extreme diarrhea so the bile doesn't have time to break down completely because bile is green your poo is actually green when it's in your tummy being broken down <gasps> amazing and what turns it brown so bile is green as bile travels through our system it gets metabolized and the byproduct it creates is this thing called stercobilin which our bodies don't need so it completely gets disposed of and stercobilin is brown so wow. that's why poo is brown incredible I have here says the brown coloration comes from a combination of bile and bilirubin, which comes from dead red blood cells. My God! Wow! How amazing is the human body? The body's like, oh, this this guy's dead. This This guy's dead. Send him down to the chute, the anal chute, the anal chute, and he gets turned into paint, and then they paint the poo on the way out. Yeah, that's literally that's That's brilliant. God, the body's amazing. Okay, light coloured, white or clay coloured. That's probably you're on a medication, sometimes Pepto-Bismol. Often the anti-diarrhea drugs will do that. Oh, really? Gosh. Oh, now this is a lovely one. Yellow, greasy and foul smelling. Oh, my good Lord. Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. Um, <laughs> Not actually, very well at all. That means there's too much fat in your stool, um, which means that you're not absorbing it, which is often celiac disease. Now, black. Oh, <laughs> the, dear. The evilest of all the stools. That can just be food, so don't panic, but sometimes it can be bleeding. Um, So you should always check if you have a black, as you should always check if you have red. But unfortunately, red means either go to the doctors immediately, get an ambulance, call a priest, because it could be bleeding in your intestine, as with black, or you've had some beetroot, uh, which has happened to me. It's terrifying. It's it's, terrifying. It's really terrifying. Okay, so let's uh, see us out. We're going to basically try and out-poo fact each other for a little bit. Do you want to hit me with some, some poo facts? You're champing at the bit. Yeah, I am. Uh, The word poop comes from poopin' or poppin', a French word which originally meant fart. (laughs) (laughs) Poupin. Poupin. And it was an onomatopoeia. So, like, poop, poop, poopon. 
That's insane. And then poop came into its current meaning around 1910. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is awful. I'm really sorry, but it is fascinating. You can poo out your mouth. <laughs> Tess has just dropped to the floor. <laughs> you can. Basically, what happens is that if you have an obstruction in your lower small intestine or in your colon, you can eat food, but it's got nowhere to go. You hit critical mass. You'll vomit it. That is awful. Just never to go. So you basically... That's the most disgusting thing I've ever vom- heard. Vom- poo. Absolutely awful. Uh, other facts? No, I want to go next. Okay. There are four bags of poo on the moon. <laughs> they From- were le- left behind by Neil Armstrong. <laughs> That's incredible. One flag, one footprint, and four bags of poo. <laughs> Yeah, he left that out. Why would Once they... Once man, I do need the loo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need what to go. What thinking? Leaving them there, that can't... Um, even if you don't eat, you'll still poo. Which I thought was interesting. Because poo is made up of more than just food. So your body... Even if you poos, don't eat, you still poo. Yeah, because Amazing. it's not all food. It's things like juices from your pancreas, intestinal lining, bile, gastric juices, and they all mix together that produces a liquid stool, which then it can be solidified without you having eaten a lovely orange or any, any other foods are available to you, which I thought was crazy. Go on. She's found another one. Wombats have cube-shaped poo that they use to remember where they live. <laughs> That's so cute. There's a bus in Bristol Mm -hmm. that is run entirely on household and human waste. So it's powered by biomethane gas. It's a what that runs on gas? There's a bus. Oh, fantastic. And it runs on biomethane gas, yeah. Brilliant. It's so stupid. We're making this huge waste source that could obviously be, obviously is full of stuff that you can burn and use. Yeah, yeah. So why are we doing that? This can be the final fact, so make it a good one. Oh, no, I can't, because there's a really good one about whales I just want to tell you. Okay, let's have a whale fact. Scientists monitoring whale stress by mm. analysing their poo oh. found that their stress levels plummeted immediately following the 9-11 attacks. My God. What? That's insane. Whales it- did 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what we're going to... Turns out. That's, that's how we should end the podcast. And that's how we end. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. And um, if you have any thoughts on poo or 9-11... You, you're not going to let me tell you about the end? You're not, we're going to let that one go? I mean, I was going to, but oh, yeah, absolutely, okay. please. No, go on. Well, just so people aren't like, lying now. awake at night thinking about it, yeah. it's because all air traffic was halted. <gasps> I thought it was like a coincidence. I thought that was the end of your fact. Oh, right, no, it's not coincidence. That's incredible. And so the air, there was no longer air things going across. And so all, oh, all no, the, that makes me so, so sad. So sad, because then all the... Oh, oh I'm sorry. No, let's end on Wales did 9-11. Yeah. Remember yeah. that? That was fun. If you've got any thoughts on poo, on 9-11, on air travel, <laughs> or on things that you'd like to hear us tackle in the future in terms of podcasts, tweet me at Stevie M. The S is staggeringly a five still. Uh, mine is Tessa Coates. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also drop us an email, which is podcast at thedebrief.co.uk. And please, 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 if you do like it, take a moment to rate or leave a review of the podcast on iTunes because apparently that's incredibly important and we would love to hear from you unless you don't didn't like it. In which case, just go about your day and have a lovely, lovely don't tell anyone. Later. <laughs> lovely day. And do stay safe and stay healthy and yeah. see and let us know. Oh, I know what you can do. Just tweet us a number and then no one will have to know what the number is. Yeah. You'll only know if you've listened to the podcast. Your Bristol made, stool chart number. But don't say it. Just say the number and tweet it at us. That'd be great. And we can see how everyone's doing. I would love that. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Thanks for having us. 